On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, the series uh, premiere of the final season of Succession uh, airs this evening in the US. I think it's airing simultaneously live on, on Sky Atlantic tonight and I'm sure it will be available in some other places in due time as well. Uh, of course, it is the, the culmination of this long-standing and highly revered plot about the outcome of the Roy family and who is going to be taking over from Logan as the successor to their media empire. The real-life inspiration for Succession is, of course, well, there's, there's many inspirations for it, but the predominant one is obviously the Murdoch family and it's an interesting time for the Murdoch family and I imagine they probably wouldn't be too pleased about the idea of there being a, a real-life mirrored portrayal of them going on uh, at just this moment in time. Um, Anthony Zercher is a North America correspondent for the BBC and he's with us. Anthony, good morning to you. Um, a, an interesting time for the Murdoch family, but I suppose we might as well start with his happier news, which is that he's he's agreed, in his own words, to spend half of the rest of his life with someone new. <laughs> yeah, he's engaged at age 92, which is pretty uh, surprising. But I guess, you know, you're only as young as you feel. And uh, and so I guess he feels like he's ready to start a new chapter in marriage. Um, this all comes, of course, at a time when his, the, the prize jewel in his worldwide media asset, Fox News, is still fighting this this defamation case by the Dominion uh, company, which manufactured some of yeah. the uh, the voting machines for the used in the twenty twenty election, uh, and it's become this extraordinary disaster just because of the prospect of um, so much internal Fox News discussion uh, being released as a kind of almost accidental disclosure in the middle of all of this, and it really doesn't portray the network very well. Uh, no, it doesn't. This pulls the curtain back on what was going on in Fox News. Uh, during those tumultuous days after Donald Trump lost the White House but tried to challenge the result in court and in the court of public opinion. And what we were seeing in emails and texts from Rupert Murdoch, his son Lachlan Murdoch, who uh, is a high-ranking executive in Fox News, as well as uh, members of the Fox News on-air team, particularly their evening uh, hosts, was that while they were presenting on-air uh, without much questioning, the, uh, the the folks who were challenging the election, Donald Trump's supporters who were challenging and questioning the election and alleging that Dominion voting uh, was changing votes, they personally didn't believe it was true. But they also got very upset at members of Fox's uh, daytime news team who were questioning that on air because they thought that it was going to make the voters and the viewers who watch Fox News angry and more likely to go to another conservative network like Newsmax or a One American network that were uh, a little more on Trump's side in their view. Yeah, so it, it, uh, it, they it, were definitely concerned. Is, is that reputationally as damaging for Fox News as it seems on this side of the world? Because it, it sort of seems like openly admitting that sort of thing and, and the fact that they're required to, that it wouldn't necessarily puncture their, their credibility because a lot of their viewership is not looking for for straightforward information. They're looking for a partisan critique on the world. No, you know, it does kind of lay bare uh, for those of us who follow the media what was going on behind the scenes of Fox News, that everything that we suspected about Fox News having a a conservative agenda, that they were picking in winners and losers uh, uh, on who to promote on air, that there was a lot of kind of scheming and consideration behind the decisions on what goes on air was true. But I think Fox's viewership and and people who live in that conservative media ecosystem, they're not getting the same kind of coverage of this story, so they may not be aware of it. And if you tell them, yes, Fox News has a conservative bias, that they 
<laughs> they are definitely pro-Republican Party. They would shrug their shoulders and say, well, everyone has a bias. You're right. Mm. Um, out of interest, by the way, is there any meaningful um, imprint on, on the, the likes of Newsmax and, and the One American News Network? So two very hyper-conservative networks that have sprung up in the last couple of years. Is there any evidence of them having made a dent in, in Fox News or is it still the same commercial behemoth that it ever was? Well, you know, they definitely have chewed into some of Fox News's viewership. Uh, I talked to a lot of conservatives. I'm here in Texas. I just went to a Trump rally, and a lot of the people there don't like Fox News anymore. They have moved on to Newsmax and OAN and some of the other conservative outlets. One, because they're the ones who cover Trump and Trump rallies on air in a way that Fox hasn't. And they view Fox News as having shifted its allegiances from Donald Trump to other Republican presidential candidates. Uh, most highly among them, Ron DeSantis of Florida. So uh, they definitely think that Fox News isn't necessarily on their side now and have started to shop around. And in those emails and texts in Fox News uh, in December of 2020, they were looking at audience numbers and they were seeing the audience move. So in their view, there is evidence of this. Uh, I hadn't intended to ask you about this, but just because you mentioned that you're in Texas and I presume then you were at that Trump's rally in, in Waco last night. Um, how was that? And did he give any impression of a man who is under more pressure now than he was the last time that he ran, given the, the, the threat of Ron DeSantis to his nomination? Yeah, you know, the rally itself felt like any other Trump rally. It was kind of a carnival atmosphere and everyone there was happy to see Donald Trump. But he was definitely fixated on this potential impending indictment, the criminal investigations into him. He spent the first half hour of his speech talking about it. And he then spent uh, some time bashing Ron DeSantis and, and saying that he was insufficiently loyal, despite the fact that Donald Trump made Ron DeSantis and made him governor, essentially. So uh, he had grievances to air. His supporters, it's the same. They love the man and they were there just to celebrate him. Um, going back to, to the, the Murdoch affair just for a couple of minutes, um, if people hadn't realised just the parallels that there were with Succession. In Succession, of course, Logan Roy has four kids. The eldest of the four uh, was married to, was was uh, had by a different mother than, than the other three, which is precisely the case in Rupert Murdoch. His eldest child, Prudence, was born to his first wife, and then his other three children, two sons and a daughter, born to his second wife. Um, has there been any clearer indication over time as to who uh, Rupert would favour as his eventual successor? Because there's no getting away from the age of the man, but it does seem that over the years there have been shifting sands as to who would be the, mo- the most likely person to pick up the baton. There has been. And and the one thing we saw, I think, in, in this, new, in this uh, lawsuit by Dominion uh, against Fox News is how closely involved Rupert Murdoch, one, was in the business operations of Fox News still, uh, and how prominent Lachlan Murdoch was in the operations of Fox News, which is, you know, at this point, the crown jewel in, in uh, Rupert Murdoch's media empire. So, you know, it, as you mentioned, there are shifting allegiances, but the name that kept coming up time and time again in this lawsuit was Lachlan. Uh, can I get you to put your name on the block and imagine which of the children or which of the extended uh, Roy clan is going to end up holding the reins at the end <laughs> of season four? I, you know, I, my, my expertise is in real life politics, not uh, make-believe politics. So I'm going to step aside on that well, one and, and let the viewers make their minds up. It, to be fair, it takes a bravery to not just try and put your neck out and immediately try and go there. So I appreciate your candor, at least on that <laughs> front. Um, Anthony, good to catch up with you as ever. Anthony Zercher, North America correspondent for the BBC, joining us there from Texas, where he was attending uh, that Donald Trump rally in, in Waco last night. Um, still lots, I think it's pronounced Waco, by the way. That's not, a, not some sort of Freudian uh, mispronunciation. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.